0: Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall, inviting you to see us weekly. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Android, and in the future, hopefully this fall, we're going to be on Facebook Live on a tour. Uh, Just a little information about Powering You. Powering You was founded in 2015 to inspire and to enlighten people who are on a personal journey. With that in mind, we decided to create a platform to share the stories of great athletes and the things that motivate them. When it comes to motivation, athletes have to be trained to push themselves to another level. Leaders are trained to find what motivates a team and personal motivation drive individuals. In today's podcast, we're talking to Steve Quinn, uh, president, co-owner of Football University, All-American Bowl on NBC Partner. Well, NBC is a partner. Is that correct? Steve? They
1: they are. They actually, uh, Daryl, they asked, first of all, thanks for having me on, And uh, but to answer your question, yes, they are the partner uh, for Football University, but they actually own the rights to the bowl game.
0: Okay. So, um, Steve, we can go ahead and start this uh, interview right now. But, you know, the first question I want to know is, I mean, how has COVID-19 actually changed the recruiting and seeing our, basically, your business?
1: Yeah, you know, um, in our business directly, it's impacted, obviously, because uh, currently, we can't do camps right now, right? So, we're just like everybody else. We're at home, uh, trying to reimagine our business. Actually, reimagining our business. She talked about the possibility of Facebook Live. We've been, we've been having uh, weekly Facebook, what we call Facebook huddles, with uh, top recruiting analysts. Don, like Eric Richards, who's my partner, but is the selection committee director for the All American Bowl. We've had um, uh, 24/7 Sports. Uh, Rusty Mansell came on, talked about recruiting and, and exactly how it's affected, uh, especially seniors this year. And so we're, we're, we're using this time to kind of reimagine our whole business. And, you know, we've done some newsletters. We've done a lot of podcasts on our own. We've done Facebook Live. And so, you know, it's, it was interesting in speaking to Rusty last week, you know, who's one of the uh, writers for, for 24-7 Sports and is at a lot of our events, as well as a host of other events across the country. Um, is that he said a lot of the same things we've all been thinking is that right now it's tough for that, that senior kid that, that is kind of a tweener uh, between Division I, 1AA, and unfortunately with all the camps um, being canceled, uh, especially the, the college camps, some of those kids that you know, were looking for that D1 offer or a Power 5 offer are not going to you know, be seen because all the colleges are, are closed right now. Uh, and the coaches can't be on campus to see these kids. And so um, for us, it's changed it a little bit in the sense that uh, we're, we're actually moving forward with um, our Top Gun camp, which will be in July, and our new $100 million sports complex down here in the Paradise Coast in Naples, Florida. And uh, we're hoping that without the the camps, the college camps this year, that athletes uh, will attend our camp, and some of the, the, the four or five-star ampl- athletes will attend our camp as well, just because there's no other camps out there to get seen at right now.
0: So, uh you you bring up a good topic. You you're going to you you have a camp that supposedly hopefully will be um in July. So pretty much you feel pretty good that you should be able to go forward with that.
1: Boy, I think we're we're like everybody else. Well, you know, I know for me I'm trying to take it day by day cuz it seems like uh you know, every day we hear something new and You know, as you've seen, like, with with, I just literally was on the phone with an athletic director from Texas, um, and they're kind of in a waiting game as well. They think they'll have more news on May 1st. You know, our governor here in Florida um, has said that he's going to open up the economy uh, a little bit more slowly starting May 1st as well. And so I think we'll be in a different world come June 1. You know, I I think there's a lot of things that will change in the next six six weeks. And as long as uh, safety allows us to do so, Uh, Our goal is to do a couple of our camps that we couldn't get to regionally in June. Um, And obviously we're at the the mercy of the school system. So we'll do whatever the school systems allow us to do. And then our goal is, and in talking to officials down here in Naples, Florida, is to be at the new sports complex as the first event in our new sports complex in the paradise coast, holding our top gun camp. And, you know, we certainly may have some different ways that we're going to go about the camp, especially with the social distancing and, and understanding that we'll have protocols and processes in place for that. But uh, as of right now, that's the goal, is to have our Top Gun camp July 10th through 12th.
0: And, and, and in regards to the Top Gun camp, do you? how do you uh, – do the schools or, or nominate the kids for this or the coaches, or how does that work?
1: You know, great question. Normally, um, we, we generally go to 25 cities across the country for our regional camps. Um, I was just telling somebody previous to this, we're kind of like the Brothers and Barnum and Circus. So we've got a wrapped <laughs> a wrapped truck, um, you know, with all the former athletes that have been through our uh, through our FBU camps, and you'll see a lot of them on, in tonight's draft. We'll have probably eight to ten first round draft choices that have have been a part of FBU over the years, and, and we we rock up to a school and we we use all the of our own equipment, you know, and we're there for three days and we we pack it back up and we move on. And so um, the same thing with Naples. Um, with the, the, the Naples camp um, will invite kids down to our Top Gun camp. But to answer your question, normally we actually select the kids for Top Gun at our regional camps that we do across the country. About 30% of those athletes from the 25 regional camps get, get uh, an offer to come down, an invite to come down to Naples for our Top Gun camp. This year, uh, because we probably won't be able to do most of our regional camps, uh, we are uh, currently right now, we've put a committee together uh, where we're currently taking in um, huddle highlights of kids and we're sending them invites based on their huddle highlight this year. So a little bit different, uh, a little bit more of uh, watching film that I haven't done for a long time since I was a, a youth and high school coach. But it's it's kind of fun being able to kind of get down in the, in the uh, on the ground and, and watch these kids huddle highlights and be able to send them out uh, invites the old fashioned way. So I got two uh,
0: two questions in, in regards to the NFL draft tonight, and 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 one of them is what kid has come out of your camp that you just likely, I mean, just kind of blew your mind. You just like, I mean, and was successful. Yeah, on and off the field.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, if you're if you're asking me this draft, um, there's twice. no. I'm asking you in the past. Oh, in the past. In the past, I think hands down, Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, Christian came to Christian, our Christian came to our camps in, in seventh grade and eighth grade, uh, played in our All American Bowl in seventh grade and eighth grade, uh, went on in, into our national combine and and played in the U.S. Army All American Bowl as a senior, uh, and just signed the biggest contract uh, for for a running back in NFL history. So, you know, Christian is always a very humble kid. Um, came from obviously a great family and a very a football family, you know, at that, and so. You know, I've got a I've got a uh, up on my LinkedIn page where I met you, you know, I've got a picture uh-huh. of Christian when he was in seventh grade and played in our in our all American ball, or excuse me, in our yeah, you know, youth all American game as a seventh grader. So if you if you ask me what's the one kid um that really came out of, of an FBU camp and and really didn't think he'd be at the level he is today, I always we always knew he was gonna be a good one, but did I ever think he'd be one of the best running backs in today's modern you know, uh, running back uh, type of style, I would have said no, but he's, he's done a great job. But there's, there's so many of them, Darrell, that, that have come through our, our system. I mean, Jared Judy tonight, you know, he's probably one of the most athletic kids that ever come through our combine. Uh, Tua Tagovailola came through our, our top gun camps as a seventh and eighth grader. Uh, DeAndre Swift, the running back at, at Georgia, you know, he came through our camps. Derek Brown, probably the number one defensive lineman out of Auburn uh, that will be drafted in the first round tonight. Uh, was another one. So we got a host of them.
0: And, and, you know, I'm going to throw this out at you. Do you think that, uh, what do you think? And, and I mean, I'm not going to hold you to that. Where do you think two are going?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, um, uh, you know, I think, you know, I had he not got hurt last year. I think he's the number one pick overall. I really do. I, right. I think, uh, you know, if you look back at his two years of film, you know, the grace that he throws the ball, he's got great pocket presence. He's, he's unbelievable at, at looking off, you know, defensive backs. And, he, and, he, and he's a heck of an athlete. You know, for for his size and everything. And so, if you would have asked me before he got hurt, I think he's the number one pick. I think he's going to still go as the second or third quarterback tonight. I think you'll you'll see him go to uh, you know either the Dolphins or or, or um, you know somebody that really needs a quarterback. So I think he's the second or third pick. Okay. And you know, what
0: are your what are your thoughts on high school recruiting now? What are your thoughts on the change what I mean from COVID-19 and going forward I mean you know again you kind of stress you kind of went over how you know I was talking to some of the, the kids and how they to. You no know, I mean I was talking to one draft pick and and he said he's doing insanity tapes and so and he's he's probably gonna be a free agent but hopefully get drafted tonight yeah, yep. I mean not yep. tonight, maybe tomorrow or, or I think what is it in Saturday? Is that right?
1: Yeah, Saturday you probably be get a call out. We got a couple of kids like that gotcha. too that are free agents. So what, you, what
0: if yeah. you what is your thoughts on, on the recru- recruiting scheme scene right now and going forward with that, what would what would what would your advice be for kids right now who, like you said, that are high school Juniors and even the seniors, it's just it's sad. I mean, uh, that yeah. are going well, let's say the juniors that are going to the seniors because they got no seven on seven. Most of the co- right. co- coaches that I've talked to have canceled all the camps, so it's like,
1: I mean, what am I gonna do? I mean, you just sitting around, I know, I know. It, it, and it's a tough one, right? Like you mentioned, both for the seniors and for that junior about to be a senior, and so. You know, I think the best advice is, to, is, is just to stay with it, right? You know, work hard. Make sure that, you know, I always tell kids and parents all the time because, you know, until you come to a camp setting, whether it's FBU or any other camp that's out there, and you kind of hear the recruiting process, most parents have no clue about it. Right. I thought I did, you know, before, you know, 10 years ago, being a football guy, I thought I knew everything about recruiting. I, I really knew very little. You know, and so we always talk to parents, you know, whether it's NCSA that's in talking to our parents or 24-7 Sports or Exos Digital, another apart- uh, partner of ours. We always tell parents to look, go out and find five or 10 schools that you really want to go to, right, and and build a football resume and start interacting with the recruiting coordinators at those schools, you know, and, and DMing them, um, you know, getting a hold of them, sending their information, getting them to read that and watch that huddle highlight film. And really be uh, problematic about about making sure that you're 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 really using this this time wisely to to get an opportunity to hunt some of these guys down and and get in front of them some of because everybody's around everybody's on their computer these days right. right they're either on their phone or they're on their computer and and they're looking at film or they're and the recruiters are in the same situation they're they're wondering how they're going to find these types of kids so right. I think you got to do your due diligence and you got to you really got to. Focus on what. What are the schools you got to go to, want to go to, and how can I build build a football resume? And during this COVID nineteen time, how can I get in front of these guys through social media? And then, you know, this isn't going to go on forever, Daryl, right? This is going to, in the next six weeks, eight weeks, whenever it is, um, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy, and hopefully, the high school season starts and the recruiting cycle gets back on going again. We can start holding camp seven, and you know, you just got to hope and pray for the best.
0: And and that kind of goes back to the kids real quick. Uh when you when you have a kid and you're talking to them about, you know, trying to find the, the top five schools, um and, and when they do come to your camps and, and let's just be honest, I mean only one percent is gonna actually everybody wants to go to the NFL. Right. Yeah. Everybody, you know, they the 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 AAF went out of business. Now the XFL uh decided to go. I mean, there was an opportunity you know, a lot of them don't even want to consider the CFL. But I mean, if you really want to play, you're going to do whatever it takes to play. You know, be it on and off the field. I mean, with your grades and everything, you always got to have a backup plan. So I go back to, I mean, with the kids uh, that are basically I mean, if you had an advice for them on picking the right school, because some of them don't, they just like, oh, I want to go to Notre Dame and then you have like, oh, let's just use Alabama. Alabama's a real good, uh, uh, I want to go to Alabama, but you got, like, five or six, You your chances of getting playing time is on a scale from one to 10. Do you, at your camps, do you sometimes educate the kids on making the right decisions, doing your due diligence and homework on finding the right school, or just like, oh, I want to go to Alabama because they want me, but what is my chance to get, you know, playing time? Because, I mean, two of you know, his his brother was right behind him, and then you had Jalen Hurts. So I mean, I just use that as an example. Of
1: it. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great example, and I think um, I think these days kids got to be realistic, you know, and and that's a hard one, right? I mean, everybody wants to play for a Power Five team. Everyone, everybody wants to play Division One, but as you said, it's the one percent of the kids that are going to play, you know, Division One football. Then it's the one percent of the one percent that are going to go on to the NFL, and so I think kids have to be realistic and. You know, coming myself from a, a small Division three school, there's great football at Division one, Double A, Division two, II, Division three, and all, and, and even NAIA, and these schools right. will give you money to play this great game of, of football. And so, just because you may not be a Division one player, does that mean you should play in football and 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 using this great sport as a vehicle for an education? So, I think you need to be realistic. And I think for that Division one player um, that you mentioned. You know, the, when everybody wants to go to Bama, Georgia, and LSU right now, right? Those are in Ohio State. Those are the, the three four schools that every Division I, Power 5 kid wants to play for. And I can tell you, I, I just dealt with two kids, you know, um, that, that played in the SEC. And had they gone on and played at a Boston college, not taking anything away from Boston college, but had they go on to play for a Boston college or, or a Connecticut or, or, or some school that is a Division I school, but not a Power 5 school maybe. Uh, you know, they'd be starters. And, and unfortunately, because those four or five schools that we mentioned, including Notre Dame, they're getting all the four or five stars. So I think the question kind of lies, do you want to play right away? Or do you want to sit behind three or four or five stars and, and hopefully get your shot somewhere down the road? And so I think it's twofold. I think you have to be a realistic at the division one level. And, and I, and I also think you need to be a realistic. If you can't play division one, that there's a lot of opportunities to use football as a vehicle for an education.
0: And Steve, last question: Social media and athletes branding. What is your thoughts? What do you when you go to the camp, when you do your camps? Um, how do you communicate with the kids about making sure they say the right things? Yeah, doing the right things, have branding the right things. You know, NCA now is getting ready to start in two more years. Athletes going to be able to make money off their likeness um, between a one. I think. Well, I get. Let's just say maybe in a year or two. So. What is your thoughts on social media and athletes? Uh, and, and you know, because you got some high school kids that are doing so good and communicating, putting out the right content. By the time they get to basically professional level, I mean, because, I mean, if you are playing for the Cowboys or whoever, you are a brand. If you're playing for Arizona or Alabama, you are a brand. So what is your, your thoughts on social media athletes Kids building a brand before they even get to that point. Right now, when you do the camps,
1: yeah, you know, you've asked some really good questions, Darrell, and this is another great one. I mean, we do a, a social media seminar at all of our camps, and one of the first slides that we do with the kids, and we have the parents there as well, is that we show our partner NBC Sports. You know, obviously the the U.S. Army, who was a, we used to be a partner, Adidas, one of our partners, Exos Digital, uh, and the list kind of goes on and on. Those are all brands, right? And so. Once we get through those slides, we then show a a player and, and that player is his own brand. And and you can use social media as a great platform and as a positive platform, but you can also use it as a, as a negative platform. And I can tell you, I I've seen it over and over and over again. And one of our slides is uh, a couple of recruiters saying that they looked at the social media post of an athlete and they saw a couple of cuss words on there, or they saw, you know, some things that they didn't like, and they checked them off the list, right? And so, you know, social media is a strong, strong platform for our kids, uh, both positively and negatively. But if you use it in a positive way, and I was just having this conversation yesterday with a parent whose son doesn't like, you know, he's not that he's a humble kid and doesn't like to put himself out there. And, and, you know, he's probably not getting as many offers as the kid that's out there you know, um, in social media and, and, and using his likeness to, to create and build his brand. And so I think as a young athlete, you've got to do that in, the, in, this, in this day of age. You've got to get your, put yourself out there. You've got to put your brand out there. But you've got to make sure it's done professionally. It's done with integrity. Because I can tell you, and speaking to the recruiters, they all look at their social media pages. And if you got stuff up there that's not positive, they're going to take you off the list. There's too many kids out there that are doing the right thing for them to take the wrong wrong type of person.
0: Yeah, that's, that's I mean, again, and just like we said, 1% is only gonna, is gonna make it to the pros, one 1%, 1%, and still you're gonna need your brand to basically, um, I mean, you got you need it for a job. You need to get it in college. No but, but the bottom line is kids now, since they at home, this is the best time to build their brand, put out the right content. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to kind of chat about uh, uh, social media, uh, high school recruiting, because, I mean, this is a big topic. I mean, now because of everything going on, kids are now at home. Some of them probably watching Netflix. Uh, Hopefully they're doing their work, you know, because, I mean, they and and still playing a sport is work, too. You know, because you got to be on and off the field. So, again, man, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out uh, on your busy schedule to kind of speak to me about uh, your experience, what you're going through, um, and and how it has affected your business. Because, again, um, hopefully this summer, you know, everything is coming back. I'm in Texas, so they have canceled 707. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, and the 707, that's basically you know they canceled all the meets and then they you know they actually canceled the the event in July so everything is pretty much and all the football coaches and the and the some of the four former pro football players that, that do have summer camps everything i mean this whole summer's been changed around so again it's just the bottom line is trying to find a different way and i think doing seminars doing i mean like you said you're trying to find a different way to get with these kids parents and parents are probably wondering man, I I want my son to get a scholarship, okay? But still, he's got to do stuff on and off the field. But, uh, again, it was a pleasure talking to you and sharing these minutes with you. That's all today. I'm Darrell Duvall. Thanks for watching Chalk Talk. Take care, and please come back next week. Hey, thanks, Chris, man.
1: Thanks, Darrell. Appreciate it.
0: No problem.